Dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, in today's gospel, Mark begins his gospel with the story of John the baptizer, God's messenger, whose voice cried out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, Mark says, preaching a baptism of repentance. And so once again, uh, we encounter the biblical word we all know and love so well, repent. The truth is that the subject of repentance is a turn off. We would rather talk about something else. Dear friends, during uh, the early days of the Cold War, uh, there was a story about Joseph Stalin uh, in which the Soviet dictator is flying from uh, Leningrad, Leningrad to M Moscow. Uh, the, plane was, the plane passes over a particularly uh, desolate area and uh, Stalin reaches into his pocket and throws out a ruble. <coughs> that will make some poor peasant um, down there happy. He says to others on the plane, out of Stalin's yes men, uh, thinks um, <clears throat> uh, one of the Stalin's yes men thinks that it is a wonderful idea. Why not throw out um, five rubles and make five poor peasants happy, he asks. And Stalin replies, why not 10 rubles? Why not 50, says the yes man. Stalin thinks that uh, that is a great idea. Uh, the excitement grows as the rubles uh, start raining down on the poor peasants until in his uh, exuberance, Stalin's yes man uh, blurts out, sir, why don't you throw yourself out and make everybody happy? Dear friends, why don't we repent? Why don't we throw ourselves out and make everybody happy, including ourselves? You may be thinking, I am too young to change. There will be plenty of time later in life to begin uh, talking, uh, taking all this stuff seriously. Right now, I am too busy dealing with things as they are. You may be thinking that way. Or you may be thinking, I am too old to change. I am too set in my ways to begin taking this kind of talk literally. But the gospel is no respecter of young or age. In this sense, difference, ours is not a middle-aged gospel or a midlife gospel. The word of God is being spoken to all. The truth about life is being imparted to all. There is only one gospel of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Even so, you may be thinking, repentance sounds like a very uh, good idea for a lot of people I could name, 
but why me? I'm all, uh, I'm all right just as I am. In other words, I am too good to change, we may think. When Jesus began his public ministry, he went out among, among the people and told them to repent, to change their way of living. Jesus is in our midst now, dear friends, telling us to do the same. John the baptizer announced the coming of the Lord by preaching a baptism of repentance, and the people asked, what ought we to do? Later, when the apostle Peter cried out, Jesus is risen, the people asked, what ought we to do? Now, as Jesus calls us to repentance, we need to ask ourselves, not what ought we to do, but when are we going to do it? We know the gospel story. We know the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, bless those who curse you. When are we going to do it? Give to all who beg from you. Do good to those who hate you. Love your enemies. Treat others with compassion. When we see a person in need, we must see Jesus in that person. When are we going to do that? Forgive not seven times, but seventy times seven. When are we going to do it? Love one another as I have loved you. When are we going to do it? <clears throat> Dear friends, repent means change in such a way as to make the doing of these things uh, your way of life. Who, we, who you wish to be is who you really are. If you are sincerely trying to reform your life radically in the gospel sense, if you are willing to let God's grace uh, into your life in this way, you will not be able to contain it. You will have no choice but to demonstrate in your every word and deed that you have caught a glimpse of the incredible vision of the love which is God. But if you turn your back on Jesus' command, if you tell yourself that there is no reason to change, that you are just about perfect in every way, that you have no need, of, uh, no need for repentance, then you are the one who needs it most. Three little brothers uh, had all been given uh, new sleds uh, for Christmas. That night, they prayed for snow, and they laid in bed with the radio turned on in order to hear the latest weather forecast. To their great delight, they heard the prediction, eight to 10 inches of snow. Next morning, they got up and ran to the window, no snow. There was a chorus of groans, uh, groans 
Um, then the smallest of the three uh, peeped up. I guess God didn't have his radio turned on. <laughs> Dear friends, when it comes to the news of what's going on on your life, God always has his radio turned on. He's always listening. He listens carefully to every to your every prayer. We talk a lot about prayer as our means of talking to God and asking for of God and thanking God and praising God. But do we realize how futile it is to seek communion with God without listening to him? God is constantly trying to communicate with you. Tune into God's wavelength and listen. Listen as he tells you that you can have peace in your heart and soul. Listen as he tells you that you can be the beautiful person he created you to be. Listen as he tells you that you can experience real joy in your life. You can have all that on one condition. You must be willing to change radically. You must be willing to repent. You must be willing to say without reservation, yes, Lord, not my way, but yours. You must be ready and willingly, uh, you must be ready and willing to turn on, uh, turning on the voice of God and to stay on that wavelength. Dear friends, is your radio on? May God bless us. Amen.